Ready? Ready? And we're back. I have donned the costume of the executioner because some people are probably going to die. In front of you is a massive uh, pulsating glob of... That's the first adjective you go with, the first verb. Yeah. He's got big tentacles. And, <laughs> That's not what I thought you were and on the uh, at the top of this like roiling, roiling mass of flesh is this long, almost like a trunk. And at the end is a head. And on each side of the head are dozens of... They look like... Like the, the cliche theater masks on each side. It is top of the turn order, Orzok. Your feet suddenly come free. So, how does leaping work again? Is it half your move, or what? How, what is there a leap distance? It's whatever your move distance is. Oh shit! At least that's what I'm going to say. It is. I'm going to leap on it. You're going to leap. You're going to leap. I'm leaping I'm on thing. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, do cool. make an acrobatics check for me. Oh, cool. I don't have that. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty good, though. How are you rolling so well? 18. 18. Okay, so you, you're able to stick the landing. You're on <laughs> it. All right. Can I attack it twice while I'm on top of it? Uh, yep. So talk to me about how big this thing is. Is it like larger? Is, you said massive. So is that bigger? Yeah, than sorry. Large? So that's technically a size. I think that's like according to the rules, size huge, not not gargantuan, which is the biggest, but huge. So it is uh, like uh, the, the miniature does a good job. It's like two, three times your height. It's this big okay. fat thing. My question would be if I'm on top of it, is it pretty easy to hit? Oh, for sure. Yeah, you can do that. All right. So am I rolling advantage or not? Uh, yeah, you get advantage. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and rage out. And do that. And I'll uh, attack. Yep. <laughs> That's two sixes. Uh, so the 14. Uh, is a miss. And as a reaction, it wraps one of its tentacle arms around your head and oh, throws you. Do we have opposing checks? Uh, no, he just, he just gets that as a reaction and he rolls a 15. Um, so, well, no, this would be opposed. This would be opposed athletics. So make athletics for me. See if you resist his grip. Yes, I do. Damn it. Yeah. Bitch. 22. (laughs) Fuck you, Tim. Yeah. You'll get yours. No. (laughs) So I'm going to attack him. I'm going to attack him again. Yeah. There we go. Uh, 20. Oh, man. That's uh, almost. That's 27. Okay, so it's a hit. Okay. And I roll shitty. Uh, yes. That's a seven. Seven points of poo. Seven, you say? Seven points of poo. All right. Oh, the, clo- the hood is off, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he's going to have to take the hood off when he plays Daybree, or I won't be able to take him seriously. Might be part of the deceit. Okay. Okay. Uh, next up is Toy. Uh, now the uh, demon incarnate Gargatoloth. G-Man. 
G-Man, we'll call him. G-Man. Takes his, uh, one of his tentacles and uh, coils it into almost a spike and shoots it at Ornella. And I roll a, god damn your armor class, misses. (laughs) You gave her the armor. I know. His second attack, his head turns and looks at all three of you. All of you need to make a charisma save for me. Oh, okay. 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 The DC is... The DC is 16. 14. So you fail. 17. You pass. Fuck yeah. You fail. So you two... Um, take 2d12 damage. Because he's just so charismatic? What the... He is very... Holy shit. So you oh take... Oh, my God. You take 22 damage. Just so, so his face looks at you and what the mask... What kind masks, of damage is this? It's like... It's uh, psychic damage. Psionic ah. damage. The masks of his face begin shifting and you see all... Everyone you've ever known all of a sudden and the the... The tearing of reality in your brain and the confusion causes you to take psionic damage. It is now Harbeck's turn. I'm going to throw God Killer. Okay. Yeah, do that. Jeez. Cheese, uh, Louise. Do you have inspiration Jeez. or anything? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, do you have any blessings or anything? You do? I have um, bonuses toward fiends, right? Yeah, plus and five. A fiend? Oh hell yeah! Fiend? It's a huge son fiend. of a bitch. I got a tan. So God Killer flies through the air, and it uh, it's despite having a corpulent fat body, is de- deftly moves <laughs> out of the way, and it's fat. Just, you said fat twice. I just want. It's just big fat fatness okay, sucks right. in. And like perfectly wraps around to miss the uh, god killer spear as it flies through the air and lands on the other side. Does that take a charge? Uh, yes, it does. Oh my god. We're down to one. Now it is uh, Ornella's turn. We need to figure out a way to. This is not my dice. Um, I would like to hit it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, try that. That is a 13 plus 7. Which is a 20. And then your axe does minus 2 to their AC, so uh, that's a hit. Finally. Holy Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, So I do 1d12 plus 6. So 8 plus 6. Regular damage. Mm -hmm. 14. And then I also do a 1d8 fire damage. Yep. Yep. Which is uh, one. Fifteen. Okay. And then do you get another attack? Yeah. All right, do that. Oh, that's not so good. Is that a miss? Yep. Okay. Right on. Davery's Davery's turn. He, uh, like, uh, well, hold on. Uh, I'm rolling to see how he recovers from the shock of, like, trying to kill Ornella. Gotcha. Uh, he rolls a six, so not well. He yeah. just drops his sword to the ground and begins crying in his hands. Gotcha. That's my boy. Orzok. Okay. 
Yes, sir. Do that thing. So that I'm thing. on top of this guy. Yeah, you're on. Right? You're on him. Aren't you? So the tentacle that contains its heads. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna attempt to cleave it. Oh, okay. Both yeah. my attacks are going at it, and I'm gonna like that's my goal now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what that means. Um, I'll just give him increased AC. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's a twenty-one. That's a hit. Okay. Uh, that's bad damage. <laughs> Five. Okay. And um, all damage is good damage. Same thing from us. Oh, that's a, is that 16? That's or a 16. Eight? Yeah, so that's 20. Oh, man, that's 24. That's a hit. Okay. All right, come on. Come on. All right, that's, that's better. better. Than nine, that's a nine. Uh, that's a 13. 13. 13 damage, He's bloodied. What? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Half health. That can only mean something else right. is coming. Yeah. Yep. Right second, behind second him. Second boss phase. <laughs> So he splits into two. Son! I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, he's, he, uh, he splits into two. Cool. Cool. So, so got, I know, th- I know they're... easier as a cut. Yeah. Does <laughs> yeah, that they're... mean that his armor <laughs> Wait, classes, like the two halves, his armor classes split? Or is it his <laughs> armor classes? Why would I, why would I tell no. you that? <laughs> I wish... I'm just trying. No, no, it's a good try. So he's like weaker now, right? Yeah. There's two of them. Uh Because he's split in half? Yeah. So So there's two. The pictures are different, but there's two. Those two, they argue and they figure out what to do. They like don't want, they don't know what to watch on Netflix. One wants to watch Bandersnatch. The other wants to watch Downton Abbey. I don't know. Where do you want to eat? Very good. Typical. It is, oh, one of their turns. But which one? <laughs> so uh, the second one is going to do the face attack. Um, oh, the look, the smoke. The look. So it can't see you, but it's going to look at you two and Davery. Can, Can we call this the eyes? smoky eye attack or the smoldering eye attack? The smoky eye attack. Yeah. Hi. Do you know how long these brows Make a take? charisma save. <laughs> I mean, if he closed your eyes, if he tentacled you, he would, like, get advantage, probably. Right. Um, Not probably, for sure. Uh, fifth, uh, 20. You rolled a 15, Harbeck? Yeah, plus 5. So a 20. Oh, so a 20. Oh, so you pass. I like it. You kept it going. <laughs> uh, that's a 10. <laughs> you take... 8 damage. I can survive that. Uh, it's going to take one of its tentacles and it's going to try to tentacle you, Harbeck. Stop. No. Uh, it rolls a 21. That hits. Okay. God damn it. I need to... You take 15 damage. Stop. Now it is Harbeck's turn. All right, so I'm wrapped up in this guy? Yeah. All right, so... Last time I threw God Killer, it, it tore through and missed, and so I call it for the probably the last time in my hand. Yeah, and I bring it down on the tentacle that's holding me. 
Nice. Uh, roll to hit, roll, attack with advantage. Uh, he doesn't need it. It's an 18. 18? Well, actually, roll it anyway. You might crit. Nope. Damn. All right. 18. Still hit. So do damage with God Killer. Sweet. So that is 8d8 plus 10 radiant damage. Yep. Plus a d8 of lightning damage. I need 9d8. Here. Should have planned ahead. Three. Yeah, if only. Four. <laughs> I have five. I've got five. I've I got, got two. I got six. one. Fire powers Seven, combined. Seven. And I need those two. All right. All right. 98. Here okay, we go. So, no, so I'm going to tell you, you need, you need to do 24 damage to kill him. Kill one of them or both of them? I didn't, I didn't say anything. Okay. One, two, seven, nine, 16, 17, 20, 21, 27. <laughs> So what does it look like when you kill this thing? So lightning, as I connect, strikes and goes upward out of the spear, crashes the ceiling. Yeah! Huge thunder yeah! uh, reverberating off the walls of the castle. And this thing just writhes and screams. Nice job. Do you want to read what happens when all the charges and God Killer go out? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I think we may have um, been cut off for the show, but I got as far as 8d8 damage. So God Killer is a weapon made from literally taking a uh, mortal god and imbuing it into a weapon. So what happens when it runs out of charges is as follows. After both charges are spent, the spear shatters, causing 4d8 plus 10 radiant damage in a 150-foot circle around the spear. Anything reduced to zero hit points with damage from the spear is obliterated and killed with no death save. Just, sorry, one more time. I'm almost there. (laughs) After both charges are spent, the spear shatters, causing 4d8 plus 10 radiant damage in a 150-foot circle around the spear. Anything reduced to zero hit points is obliterated and killed with no death save. Here we go. Five, seven, that's 15, 16 plus 10, 26. Oh, plus another D8 for my lightning damage. That's 34. Okay, so everyone take 34 damage. It's not... It's everything. Everything in 100... it's not psionic damage, right? It is uh, radiant. Yeah, radiant damage. Cool. So Harbeck hits, and it explodes, and then the power in this thing begins to build up, and Harbeck just lets both hands go and watches it as it blows up in his face, and Harbeck is down. How much damage was that? 34? I don't like that. That's not fun. Harbeck is knocked out by the explosion. You're unconscious? I am unconscious. So, uh, Ornella and Orzok, you see uh, this explosion of white light, this impossibly radiant light. It disintegrates the other demonic form of Gargataloth, banishing it to oblivion. And it disappears. You also see that Davery's gone as well. 
gone? Is his body gone or is... It's just disappeared. Well, I'm gone too. What about his... I was reduced to zero as well. Yeah, anything reduced to zero is obliterated. I'm obliterated. With no death save. No death save. Reduced to zero? Yeah. I say. So Ornella and or- Orzak, you, you're suddenly found in this quiet room. Same spot, same same room. Yep. So uh, visually, I think what's happening is there's like steam coming off of, like it's like being flash fried. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but there's like heat dissipating off of my body and. Yep. I'm just kind of not even really sure what happened. I kind of fell to the floor because whatever, you know, occurred, it just kind of. Um, and I look at Ornella, the only other person in the room. Are we dead? I walk up to where Toyd was when we first came in. Mm-hmm. What's up there? Um, you find uh, find an old piece of stone that has intricate carvings in it that you don't understand. The piece of God damn it, the piece of stone is cracked in half and broken. We cut over to Davery and Harbeck. Paul, what the fuck? Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this is your piece, Harbeck. Yes. He's surfing the wave. Yeah. This we're, is your dream, the being lost in the ether with Davery. No, seriously. <laughs> it's like getting into heaven with a rock on your shoe. <laughs> Fucking brilliant, dude. Fucking brilliant. So you, brilliant. So you both blink, and you're suddenly transported into this vast empty plain there's the horizon goes on forever the the ground below you looks like a liquid it roils and churns in the same way a liquid would but liquid would but you are standing atop it as if it is a solid surface you see patterns in the liquid that look like star constellations the realm ocean what the fuck man sorry about that i missed the first shot You've worn a guy. Where are we? We're in the ocean realm. The what? We sit on the substrate that carries our worlds. I don't know. I still don't. You got to use different words. We're in a dream. Fuck. When will we wake up? I don't know. Hang on. And Harbeck, in the way that he can, kneels on this infinite plane and clutches his carving of the goddess and calls to Balarat. So you go to clutch the amulet around your neck and it feels heavy and there's no response. 
We're on our own, boy. You and me? I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll... F- we'll... We'll find a way back. Wait, Davery. What? You love Ornella. Well, I mean... No, no, no messing around right now. You do. Yeah? Feel it in your heart. Yeah? Conjure the image in your mind right now. Okay. Hard. Concentrate hard. Um, this is weird. I shouldn't be doing this with you here. (laughs) (laughs) The cloak. The cloak. Just concentrate. Yeah, no, I... Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah? Where do we go? He opens his eyes and turns just 35 degrees to the right. That way. You first. Okay. And then we see Davery and Harbeck just walk in this direction across this infinite, fathomless space. We cut back to reality. Oh, are you? Oh. Ornella is standing on top of this altar thing and she's looking out into this room and she's clutching the brooch that Davery made her. Maybe this is what was supposed to happen. Those visions I had, Harbeck had. Maybe this is where we belong. It is what is. I don't understand it any more than you do. You hear the pitter-patter of footsteps across stone, and you watch as Avon Brinsdale walks over. Okay, this bitch didn't obliterate? (laughs) Oh, yeah, she would be dead, huh? Uh, yeah. Are we sure? (laughs) No, I'm bad at math. Yeah, she's totally... Bye. Never mind. Okay. You hear no pitter-batter. Is, is there a portal? Is there anything? It's just two stones. Mm-hmm. Just two stones. I, can I look at them? Yeah. Uh, in relation to any of the, uh, you know, cave... You know, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Visions. The snake. Yes, right. So in Baraboondi tradition, there's this story of a great serpent that swallowed the sun. Right. And... Uh, gave birth to basically the world by uh, destroying an oppressive ruler and in its dying body giving life to everything. Yes. It looks totally foreign to you. Uh, the, the carved tablets have multiple uh, reliefed images of pyramids and eyes and some eyes are closed, some eyes are open, but it doesn't make any sense to you. He clearly found something that gave him... He had to sacrifice whatever this was to bring whatever that was here. That was the Beguiler, the the god of lies. Gargataloth. 
That's what that was. Weak. When in these visions that I've had and and that and that Harbeck told me about it, none of this happened here. It was in a different room in the palace. Should we try that? Yes. Follow me. So where do you go? To the throne room. Okay. So it's it's a few corridors, and as you wander, uh, want, as you run through an empty palace, you come across various corpses that are in the same position, dead, laying in what you would imagine to be facing the portal that you extinguished. You get to the hallway where the throne room entrance to the throne room is and the ground suddenly begins to shake violently again. Um, as in the whole building? Yeah. Or the floor itself? The whole building begins to shake violently. Um, I mean, you're I guess we're just going to have to try to see if we can get beyond that or climb a just wall keep, or j- whatever. Where are you going? In Inside. So inside the throne room, um, you you see an, uh, an empty, large audience chamber with tall pillars. You know, Game of Thrones does a good job of representing what this would look like. It's this big room with these pillars, and at the center is this uh, tall throne. And um, sitting on the throne is a... An, older woman, and she's got her hands, her head in her hands, and she's just sobbing. It's the queen. Adelaide. Honestly, this is the last place. Well, I mean, this is your rightful... It's her chair. Your throne. What are you doing? She, she just sobs and says, it's over. All of this. Does it shake when she emotes? No. It's not tied it, to her? It's not tied to it her in any way. Does it feel like it's tied to her? No. Okay. Why are you still here? To watch it all come down. Like the captain of a ship, huh? She nods her head yes and just has her hand head in her hands. You hear... Uh, the sounds of rock splitting and exploding outside of the... Where is this happening? Where is it supposed to come from? (laughs) She just points straight down. Here, and at that, the floor gives way, and the throne room splits apart, creating a massive chasm beneath. Uh, The throne falls into uh, into the pit with the queen sitting atop the throne as it descends into a perceived bottomless pit. The crack along the floor begins to open and widen as if it's coming towards you two, standing at the entrance to the throne room. I reflexively grab for Ornella's hand. I said, this is the Lumen Scourge. We have to act, we have to beg, we have to seek audience. And I dropped to my knees and I'm like, I don't even know who I'm praying to. I don't even know how to explain it, but I'm basically so in the legends, it's gets this is a cycle, right? Yep. It gets reborn, it gets remade. 
from what we learned, Varantoid wanted to, or excuse me, G-Man. I'm not going to say that fucking name. Uh, G-Man wanted to claim this realm, this planet, to launch an attack on the Ascended Ones from here. Yep. We stopped that attack. Yep. So as this shit's falling apart, I'm just yelling out loud, we stopped him from attacking you. Over and over, just let us speak. Yeah. Stop the cycle once. Ornella, yeah, drops to her knees and and does the same thing, and is just like wailing and crying and and begging. Um. So we we cut over to the realm ocean again. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. You know what it is. It's like a bunch of cool white shit. Yeah. <laughs> Go, like gross stuff. Um, we see Davery and Harbeck walking. And uh, Davery's face is like covered in stubble. His eyes have like deep bags under them. Harbeck's beard has grown quite significantly as if a lot of time has passed. And his eyebrows are really bushy. He just looks more sausagey and gross than usual. <laughs> Davery looks over to Harbeck. Harbeck, <clears throat> do you have any water left? I can try. And Harbeck casts make food and water. Uh, it, attempting to use magic out here, uh, for, re- for lore reasons, it's extremely taxing. And it actually requires a... Uh, it requires you to give of yourself because there is no magic that exists in here all of it exists in you. So in order to do that, you have to give over part of yourself to do that. Harbeck cuts off his left two fingers, pinky and ring. And uh, a um, pool of water like grows, like the blood uh, dilutes and turns into a cool spring of water at the ground. And Davery goes on... Hand, both hands and knees and just lapping it up like a dog. It's, it's kind of gross. This is old magic. Oh, I feel like we've been walking for so long. We have. We can't stay here much longer. We, uh, you, you see up ahead a column of light open up in the sky and point through the clouds and through this roiling undercurrent and it, the, the water gives way. And it's like uh, maybe what seems like 100 to 200 yards away. I walk with Davery. We get a long shot of us walking toward the light. Cut back over to you guys. Um, so you, you, be, you, you pray and beg for someone to intervene and, and wish for them to come down and deliver you. And the rock and the collapsing of stone only begins to increase. When suddenly... A portal appears, and you see Balarat on the other side. He says, get in, come, we have to go, now! Without question. It's all falling down, go! And he steps to the side, and you go sprinting through the portal that he's made. The portal collapses, and the the scene pulls back and zooms out, and we see the whole capital shake and begin to tumble into an ever-growing chasm at the center of the 
uh, at the center of the city. We see chandeliers rattle and a cacophony of noises and standing furniture moves and falls into this pit, armoires, etc., etc. Another sinkhole appears and a creature pokes its head up from the darkness, spewing orange molten rock from its head, melting all of the stone and buildings and cityscape around it. The creature, it's like the size of a T-Rex. It has a uh, an orange crest on the end of its head and all around it are these uh, these onyx scaled creatures leap out with white skin underneath over glossy black armored plates long lizard like snouts with rows of triangular teeth they move in sync with each other and overwhelm all of the obstacles as they collapse into this pit we zoom further back and see the armies fighting outside of the capital, and we turn to see Kalofel scream, retreat to the woods, go! And people begin, uh, crab preachers and traitor guardsmen, Barabundi, Tosric alike, fall back away from the city as it falls in on itself. We cut over to Orzok and Ornella in the Queen's Garden. In the Queen's Garden? The Queen's Garden is the forest that exists on the periphery of the capital. Uh, you are, you're at the meeting site where the oldest tree right. in Alal was before Balarat yeah, took but is dominion. Is expanding still? You can't see it. You seem to be very far away from wherever that was, deep inside the Queen's Garden. Are we forest. alone? It's just you two. Balarat's not with us. It can't just be over like that. Well, it can be. But what a waste. I mean, who would create something like this just to destroy it? Toyd. This is not Toyd's work. This is preordained. Toyd believed he could stop it by making a deal with this liar but we stopped the liar we stopped the invasion if they would only listen to us we could barter for time or skip the cycle once let it let please see what this world can become but that didn't happen and now we're here and Harbeck and Davery and everything that we have ever known and anyone we have ever loved is gone and it's us now well do you have anything to drink? Cut over to uh, Davery uh, pulling his head up from the uh, pool as it disappears and fades away into the eternal abyss of the realm ocean. He looks worn and weary, uh, more tired and aged than the last time we saw him. Harbeck, you too reflect, see yourself in the uh, fading reflection of the water. You've aged. Harbeck does some quick math on the lifespans of humans versus dwarves. Dwarves live 100 to 200 years longer than humans. It's been nine months that you've been in here. Uh, 
the pillar of light just on the horizon. We keep moving. A figure walks towards you. A familiar figure. Balarat. You're here. I am. I thought you couldn't come back. I couldn't. Then why? For you. My God. Help us. Get us there. This is all I have left. Thank you. When I'm gone, there will be no God of nature on your world. It will be a place unlike any other. As close to the nine hells as the mortals could see. I will be there. And I will do my best. I know. And he rips open a place, uh, this pillar of light that's shooting down. He almost pulls it back like a curtain. And you can see inside, on the other side, Ornella and Orzok in grief at the foot of the dead tree of the world tree. Now go. Your world needs you now. I take Davery and throw him in. And I take Balarat and throw him in. Try to stop me. I'm not. Okay, you do that. The portal closes. Harbeck kneels. He goes to his quiet place. We fade to black on Harbeck. And we watch as Davery and Balarat, and now mortal Balarat, come tumbling through the portal and land on the other side at the foot of Ornella and Orzok. Davery looks like he's aged. I mean, he's, he looks like his beard, he, he has stubble, he looks tired, worn, weary, like he's been on some, he's been gone for a long time. And Balarat looks aged, creases in his forehead, his, his hands are wrinkled. I don't, I don't say anything. I, I go to Davery and, and I, I reach in my pack and grab my water skin and wipe his forehead and he just doesn't say anything and he just hugs you. I, I grab Balarat and I'm shaking him. You have to... We have to talk to them. We, they have to understand that we stopped the invasion. They're not going to listen. They don't care. I will make them care. Give me the weapon. Send me up there. Somebody needs to stop this. They don't ever let it finish. Don't, the best we can do is leave here and go as far south as we can. I have no magic left. What I used was to get you out of the city and to try to get Harbeck here. Try? What happened to Harbeck? Why the the fuck did we even fight? We stopped, toyed. Now we need to- We protected a bunch of petulants. Now we need to what? We need to stop the monsters that have come from below. Any... Ungrateful. 
You can call me whatever you want later, but that sinkhole is going to be rapidly growing in size, and we need to get as far away from this place as possible. Ornella starts walking. Davery, like, pushes himself up and, like, kind of ambles after Ornella. Are you coming? Reluctantly so. I'll start walking. Balarat pushes himself up and looks back to the world tree that is withered and mostly dead. And there's a small, like, leaf on... There's a small leaf on the ground that is reminiscent of Azakir, reminiscent of what the acorn that Harbeck had, could have, what it could have grown into, picks it up and puts it into his robes and follows Orzok and Ornella. We slowly fade to black. End of season one. Yeah! Holy balls, that was nuts. All right. We went on a bit of a roller coaster emotion of a ride. I'm angry. Don't be angry. Be glad it happened. And we've got a whole crazy I'm new angry at them. Well, you not should. You, you should. I mean, you should be. They're I mean, I'm evil. I'm not really angry at you, but maybe I am. What we do have is a really cool opportunity to have a whole other season at some point of a crazy brand new world with tons of crazy shit in a totally different and rad place. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. All right. That, that is that. Cast, how are we feeling? Never mind. It's a lot. So really quick before we get into the, the stuff that we have prepared for thank yous, I just want to thank <laughs> you turds for being such great cast members, for being, yeah, I, that's fair. I put on the cloak. You should have. Thank you so much for being so fun. You're fucking welcome. You're fucking welcome. Love you. Love you guys. Thank you to my audience, to, get, to our audience, yes. excuse me. Thank you, guys. For being so fun. All of you in the internet, thank you. Yes. Round of applause to our technicians, Jordan Woo. and Soundbard thank Chris you. and thank Jeff. You. Thank, thank you. you so much. Now let's do these credits, huh? <clears throat> my good? <laughs> Sweet. So, uh... Uh, I'm Paul Privateer. I'm the Dungeon Master, Producer, and Director of this fine show. Also, I'm a wizard. <laughs> Shout out to Charity Coons, who played Ornella Sambridge. <laughs> Tim Overton, Harbeck Thunderfist. <laughs> Jason Monroe, Scalefather Orzok. <laughs> Clifton D. Wayne Antoine, who played Balarat in our voiceover. Our artist, Lawful Mediocre, name is John, but he's rad and made all of the art possible. So all of our cool character art. Um, shout out to John. 
that rad title music that you guys heard at the beginning, well, we've got more music coming in other shows, and that's all thanks to the Bardic inspiration, Garrett Rose. Give it up for him. Awesome composer that we met on the internet. He's a rad dude. Um, And again, our tech team, Chris, Jordan, and Jeff. Yeah. And our hosts, 515 Brewing Company. Big ups! Thank you, 515! We love you, Matt. Could not, literally, (laughs) literally could not have done this show without their hospitality. So seriously, thank you, 515. And we want to take this moment to, in character, as best we can, thank our Indiegogo backers. Thank you to Joel Anderson. Tori Tendeski, Annalie Kelly, Katie Privatira, Sarah Monroe, Benjamin Hartzer, and Catherine Leonard. Woo! Yeah. yeah! Thank you to Sir Justin Isbell, Dustin Carey, Jim Miller, Tim Williams, Corey Trainer, Eli Gross, and Adam Dreyer. Thank you very much to Ed <laughs> Wolt, Dina Privatera. <laughs> you Yay, said it, Mama. Yeah. Why'd you do that? <laughs> uh, Mason Gustafson, Matthew Still, and Jordan Para. Thank you to Kristen, Kirsten and Jeff Anderson, Alexander Anderson, Lee Keeler, Catherine Leonard, and Nathan Hamilton. But if you think the cool rad announcements stop there, well, you're mistaken because just because this show is on pause doesn't mean that Des Moines and Dragons is on pause. That's right. We got new shows coming this fall for you, our fans. We are premiering two brand new full cast main stage campaigns. The first cast, the same people you see before you playing in a sci-fi solar system-based horror game we like to call Viking. Yeah! Yeah. So excited. And we've added a new Dungeon Master and cast to the Des Moines and Dragons crew, headed up by my good friend Jeff Knopf. Yeah! I'd like to announce our brand new steampunk show, Tidefall. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be so rad. Oh, but the shows don't stop there. What's that, Paul? What's that, Paul? We got two more shows. As you know, we like to do a one-on-one, two-on-two-v-one D&D show called Last Life. Season two is coming this fall. Yeah. yeah. Way more local celebrities, way more local talent featuring the best of Des Moines, so don't miss it. Now, my personal favorite new show we're launching is called Charity and Jason Do Nothing. What will they be doing? 